people let adversity get in the way and it's an excuse it's an excuse for you to become the victim yes exactly and it's your it's your job to not be Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, episode three. Today we are talking to Carlos Ibarra about running across the country. And the little decisions that make up your bigger picture. And teacher's teacher's pets. pets. (laughs) (laughs) And done. Like that was quieter than before. I don't I don't understand. Yeah. But it was amazing. I love that class. I remember the very first class we had, we like had to leap into yeah. each other. Like one person oh, yeah. started on the edge of like Can you catch them we, on the side or how do you Well, so we would start in one corner of the classroom and then the whole rest of the class was in the other corner mm-hmm. of the classroom and you would run and just jump and they mm. would catch you and like take you and like move you around Mm -hmm. in the air. It was just like amazing. The very, very first day of class, I remember, was one of my really close friends. Um, We had literally met each other the day before. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like acting school because that's like how it goes. But um, we met each other the day before and then she's like, all right, whoever's closest to you, go up to them, hug them. You're like, okay, cool. And you hug them and you're like, now roll on the floor. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, what? Yeah. So I had like a friend of mine who he's a great, he's a great mover. He's like great with his movement. Um, but like I like just met him yeah. and he's this tall, like gangly dude, so he's super bony. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be terrible. Luckily, he had really good facility of like facilitation and movement of his body. Yeah. So it wasn't super painful, but you like hug them and then yeah. you like go down on the floor together and you just were like rolling, rolling on, the on the floor. And I was like, oh, all That's right. That's where you're like, I regret Welcome my choice. To- like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, you you should have prefaced this a little bit more. Else? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, this is a little strange. You, that would happen at ETW all the time. Like when they, you'd have like all your dance instructors and they'd always just team up with somebody. And you'd be like, cool, now you're going to carry them for the next 40 minutes. And yeah, you're just yeah. like, um, cool, what? awesome, All whatever. Right. Great. Yeah. Like, good thing my legs are strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it would be great. I mean, ETW was the same. Like, you'd have so many dance te- Like, we also had Joni. Did you have – does Joni still teach? Yes. Older? I never had her. Okay. But she does still teach. Yeah. She She's was, great. She's a firecracker. Mm-hmm, I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I also a, like. I love a sassy woman. Well, that's how she was. She would kick so many people out from her class. I know, yeah. and I was she, glad when would she, she would kick do them that. Out? Just be, for, if they weren't paying attention oh, okay. or they weren't yeah. like Good. focusing or whatever, yeah. she's like, "All right, go." go. I'm she was one of the few teachers that would like lock her door. And she'd be like, you're late. You're yeah. late, so you're late. don't come in. So I love that in. shit. I'm into yeah. it. Because I, <laughs> I was always the person. Yeah. I was like that, you know, crazy overachiever. So I was like, yes, let's go. I'm like, leave them. <laughs> like, I'm kick here. Them out. <laughs> kick them out, man. If they are not focusing, they are not ready. Leave yeah. them, you know. <laughs> Which isn't necessarily very nice. But at the same time, it's like, look, I paid my money to come to school here. I, I was feel get like, my like good. you want an environment yeah. where people are focused and driven and yeah. not slacking because then it's distracting that's yeah, just it is. Yes. i don't know well i felt with nyu especially because the program ended up being much bigger than what you expected right. once you got in i was surprised that they didn't cut people oh yeah yeah how many especially. people are in it every well year? we're different because he went through nyu and i just did the conservatory okay yeah. oh, okay that's true see that's the thing it, and now she left 
having gone through the same training program that I did and paid way less money than I did. Wow, it wasn't is, inexpensive, but yes, probably. Yeah, but yes, yeah. yes. I'll tell you that you pay. I, we NYU kids pay four times the amount. Oh, I love from that. Doesn't what, like, even Stella make Adler. any sense. If it's, it's because you're, you're getting, getting the degree. The N, the mm-hmm. You're getting the, the NYU degree. name. So did you hear the noise in the back of the, the, the table? The table. I think it's yeah. the table. Oh, yeah. Can Maybe. you hear it? No, um, barely. I mean, cool. I just heard it and I was like concerned. I, I was like, oh, no, I was like, it's gonna was like, ruin the whole thing. Uh, you know what? Shut your. <laughs> like, is it snowing outside? Shut your face, Elise. Yeah. <laughs> Shove it. But no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it was great. I um, I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. I loved. I loved it. Well, I also think that especially with Stella Adler, you did two years, right? I did two and a half. You did two and a half. So the right. last, um, the half. Mm-hmm. Now it's. Excuse me. And now mm-hmm. it's the three-year yeah. program. But okay. when I did the ha- the whole half year is just performances. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is nice if you are looking for performance opportunities but haven't they haven't been accessible to you right. because you're like training the entire time. Yeah. But I definitely feel that the programs there are only meant to be two years. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like Meisner at NYU kicks their people out after two years. Okay. And all these kids freak out. But also Meisner is the way – both Meisner and ETW are the way that – NYU has talked to you when you're in high school. Like the way that they're like, only 30 kids get in. Uh-huh. That's it. Um, it's a very rigorous program where people teachers will shut doors and yeah. you're not allowed to come in if you yeah. miss blah, blah, blah. Both ETW and Meisner are like that. Okay. Like Meisner. And Meisner, after two years, they kick you out. Okay. They're just like, our program's only two years. You got to right. go out and you got to branch out and do your own thing and find out. And all these kids freak out because they're just like, what do I? Because you have to re-audition essentially for all the programs oh. again. And one of the studios has to take you in. I was like, in. yeah, how do they get, they get their degree then or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, one, so they, one of the programs has to, they have to re-audition for all the programs and only, so there's about. Interesting. There's seven. That's so really if you crazy. put it this way, it's like there's ETW, there's uh, Stella Adler, Lee Strasberg, Meissner's Extension. Uh, now there's the new studio. Which oh, used yeah. to be Cap Twenty One at that point, but oh, it, okay. it, it replaced Cap Twenty One. Playwright Horizons, and I feel like I'm forgetting one. Playwright Horizons. I think that it might. I think there's six, and that's it. Okay. So there's six studios. Each one of them have the freedom to take as many students as they want, and a lot of it. Stella Adler started taking a lot of kids because they were in financial ruin from when they moved in their spot in Lafayette yeah. to Twenty Seventh Street. Right. So okay. they had to like take on a bunch of students. So when I went in to them, my year had 60 kids. Oh, holy oh, wow. Moly. So it's like, yeah, I so thought you, I was going to be training mm-hmm. with 20 people. Yeah. yeah. Did they wow. split you up though? Oh yeah. They split you up into groups of like five. So you still only, there was only yeah, like 14 kids with, in yeah, each one or whatnot. Yeah. So the, yeah. Cause that's one of the things that I like, we had like, did we start with 30 maybe or 20 or um, but we, <laughs> we slowly, no, I think we started out with 30 or maybe even 32. And then, you know, as the years continue on, yeah. it gets oh, slimmer and people. slimmer. Yeah. I think there were 30 people in my dance program freshman year. And by the time I graduated a semester early, so by the time my class graduated, there was like 12. There was like wow. two of us yeah. that graduated early and then people, I, they changed majors, they yeah. drop out. Right. Well, like we had half of the class. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy, isn't it? Is it is crazy. And it's I think really that that's crazy. why NYU takes a lot of kids because, because that that's happens. how and it that's, is. Mm-hmm. And that's what kept happening. Every yeah. year the freshman class just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And be, I found out that it was because 
when you claim your major freshman year at my particular school, then your tuition always went to that department. Mm-hmm. Ah. So a lot of kids would change to other majors, but the program tuition was still was getting like a, mm-hmm. like a certain percentage or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. That was really interesting. That's how they yeah. sustain themselves. But they have to find a balance because yeah. to keep the prestige of the program, you can't accept. Yep. Everybody, and that's what's know? happening yeah. with NYU now because I do the showcase for them. Okay, and oh, I that's keep right, telling yeah. them that I was like, you know, you're, you're start, you've ruined the prestige yeah. of that because what happens is now, a lot of agents and managers are they're like, there's a gazillion NYU kids, mm-hmm. like they're like every year there's two hundred of them that are graduating, graduating with degrees, yeah, and that's not accounting for all the kids that drop out, change majors, you know, or whatnot. yeah, but right, still yeah. like how many there are, and you're like, right. yeah, it's true, and. Because that happened, because the program's so big, all these kids would start, like, Stella Adler started doing their own showcase. So yeah. then they started calling it, you know, the Stella Adler, like, NYU showcase. Right. So then agents and managers would go and be like, oh, so this is the whole NYU showcase. And they're like, oh, no, no, this is just for Stella Adler. And they'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, I thought I was seeing all of the NYU kids. Okay. And then, they, you know, in their head, they're like, well, that explains why some kids are weak, you know, right now in this or, like, not ready for an agent to pick them up. And then other studios started doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you just have to suck it up because they got rid of the traditional showcase format about two, two three years after I graduated. Uh-huh. And they were like, uh, we just want to make it fair because the parents keep complaining that it needs to be fair opportunities. I was like, well, you just ruined it for yourself because no agent manager wants to come and see because they don't know yeah. who you're claiming as like your top talent. Yeah. And then now they're seeing just like all the all other this, kids that yeah. are in there. Uh, and now they're starting to associate that with the reputation of NYU. Well, uh, and I think especially if you're going to school for an art form, the job of the program is to connect the students to work like work relationships. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean like get them a job. It means expose them to choreographers or directors mm-hmm. or playwrights or yeah. filmmakers and right. like create those relationships so yeah maybe you're not acting right when you get out of school but you can go work for a casting office or you can go you know be an assistant to a choreographer or whatever it is like though that's what's gold and i think these schools need to realize it's not it it is about the training but it's also about how you can connect teaching them the business savvy yes that comes into it and there that for me is like the most where the the biggest pushes mm-hmm. because I'll be and there you know my boss will be he's like hey you have to understand we're an educational institution and I was like well then you're doing things wrong yeah because I was like as an educational institution if I'm paying all this money I was like I look at Stern you know who is the bit the bit one of the, the best biz- business schools, schools that's yeah. there mm-hmm. I was like all those kids that are graduating are graduating with a hundred thousand dollar jobs yeah because they teach them to go and they do the internships they right. teach them yes. how to manage portfolios they teach them how to do all that I was like they teach them the aspects of the business yeah. they don't just give them the theory they yes. teach them the thing and I was like and you're throwing us in there and we're doing the shows and stuff like that but you're not teaching us the actual items that make us grow yeah as in artists who can actually make a living doing what we do. I was exactly. like, if you start teaching us that when we're like 19, 20, mm-hmm. 21, mm-hmm. It'll we're have in a much in better time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then those kids are going to be making films and directing films. And then they're going to want to take kids from their, mm-hmm. their school. Like it, their alma mater. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's, it's all about it, alma maters. Like yeah. you, people love seeing like, it's all about connection. Yes. It's about and like, it's Oh, you work with so-and-so. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, like I, Nick's film that I did, yes. um, you know, one of the PAs that we brought in, I didn't really know her, but I remember when I saw her resume 
it's like she had gone to William Esper, which I went and I trained for after I graduated from NYU. And immediately I was like, yes. Yeah. Because I was like, anybody who went through William Esper, I know exactly like how rigorous the program is. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they went through it, I was like, they've got more than anything, they've got a work ethic. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because William Esper will kick the shit out of you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you, and because of that, they make you... They also make you a real, a truer, honest person. Mm-hmm. So it's there's no hiding because that's what like Esper is all about. It's about like taking away that shield through like the use of repetition. Mm-hmm. You know that you start seeing like mm-hmm. people's true instincts and like what they really feel like, right. which is the best part. You know that teachers will like be yelling at students like, if you want to call her a bitch, call her a bitch. You know, and it's yeah. like, don't be polite. You know, and it's like, oh yeah, and students would do that, and then you'd start seeing those people who are like, you're just a fucking little asshole who like just likes to call people like bad, bad names, names, but you try to hold it, but like that's okay, like that's who you are. Yeah. So you, I, I feel like you get a real sense when you talk to people. So when I brought her, when we brought her on, mm-hmm. like Nick loved her, and it was like this thing where we didn't quite know each other. But we were like, we know each other. Yeah. Because we went through the same program. Right. Well, it's you like understand. listening to you two talk about yeah. it. It's, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It, it's true, though. It's like if you've gone through a similar experience and you can talk about people who taught you something or connected you, yeah. like well, it, you do feel like it's you like know kindred a part spirits. Like yeah. you do know who yeah. they are. Because, in, and that's one of the things, that's one of the things I love about Adler. I know that anybody who I meet yeah. who's ever been there, I know that there is just a certain. Pro- understanding that we have of each other because we know that like mentality (laughs) of the whole mission statement of the school and where just your vision for your performing in your art like it's it's in that same line yeah the well, majority it's influenced you. I mean, it of has to. Well, it's part of the reason. Years well, it's part of the reason why I wanted to take the program to begin with. Yeah. Because it was the way that I wanted acting to, to be. be. Yeah. 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 And if you do, you, have you ever watched any of the YouTubes of Cell Adler? Yes. Like they're the most you've watched. I them. have. I yeah. Have. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, I actually like. I missed. The, and Angela's is probably one of the closest people who teaches it to that format in a yeah. way, like. How Jimmy does too, though. I Jimmy feel like. does too. But what I don't like about Jimmy is that Jimmy is very quick to pick favorites. Yes, he is. And when he, <laughs> when you, when you, f- like, notice where you fall on his spectrum, uh-huh. uh huh, you really start feeling cheated. Like at okay. certain points, depending on where well, you fall. Yeah, I think. I mean, I had that in school too. Yeah. Like with professor, I think art is very personal. Mm-hmm. And even when I still am in class, I can tell. Yeah. Who teachers just gravitate towards. And I think that is because energy like attracts or deflects. And Mm -hmm. there's just like people you want to be around and and want to help. And so like as a teacher, you need to know that about yourself Mm -hmm. and monitor it and monitor that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. inspire not just the people that you see something in, you know. And I may have told you this story. I don't know when we were at her party, but it was. But (laughs) for me, the one time that I got really mad with Jimmy was uh, Pete, who actually works at yeah. his yeah, voice yeah, teacher, yeah. right? So Pete's this oh, kid I who, you did tell me this story. yes, you know, Pete was like, according to Stella Adler's the instructors, he was probably their prized child. Like this was the kid who was gonna go out and just be the star. Everybody loved him. He was he was a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. He's very, very talented. But I just remember we were doing Shakespeare, and he came in and he did a scene. I think it was Hamlet or whatnot, or I don't know. He did one of those big scenes, mm-hmm. and Jimmy, like you know, he they finished doing their scene, and he's like, "All right," he's like, "Unless anyone can go up there and do better than what they did, 
um, I can't see any more scenes for today. Uh, and yeah. I, I no, just remember. That's not what it's about. Yeah. It's not about being better. It's yeah. about working on your craft and yep. and discovering and yep. exploring and yeah. And I it's remember not like, about comparison. Yeah. And that that age, I remember I I didn't have the guts as like vocal as yeah. I can be yeah. to be like, excuse me. Technically, I'm paying like a, you know, yeah, three three thousand dollars an hour to have you teach me. <laughs> and you know, in, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the so truth, right? Yeah, yeah. Than that, but yeah. help me, help me, give me the tools to get to that yeah. Yeah. position. Well, see, he didn't do he didn't do as much of that kind of stuff with us. Yeah, um, but I can see the the tendency for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just what I loved about him is that he was super crass and he would just always of tell course. you how he felt about so things. So Leslie was one of his favorites. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I'm just kidding. No, it's really I funny. No, I always I always was the overachiever who tried to be everyone's favorite. Yeah. But um but no, I actually wasn't with him. But no, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It killed her every day. I remember I had this Slavic I had to take Slavic character in college and the professor just he didn't like me. He did not like me. I got I went ev- to every class, and when somebody doesn't like me, I try to get them to like of me. Of course, so do I. I <laughs> so I'd stand in the front row center, and like I would like go to his office for office hours. A girl who got mono and was sick and missed class like the whole semester got a better grade than I did. Isn't that crazy? And it was because <laughs> he liked her. Yeah. It was it was just blat- blatantly obvious. It was like incredible to me. That see that's messed up though. It is. It it really is that that and that's what's hard about judging or grading or art because it's subjective. And even like yeah. watching movies, two people watch the same movie and one person will love it and the other person will hate it. Right. And I think that's what actors need to realize too when they're like auditioning, like it really doesn't matter because of it's course. so subjective. Right. Yes. It's so subjective. It's if you mesh with that person. Well, yeah. when you guys were talking earlier about people who you um, have connections with and you have that like vibe, I always, I had one of my teachers in undergrad actually describe this and I thought this was a perfect way to, um, to kind of explain that feeling of, you know how you meet certain people and you like, some people you automatically, you just have this connection yeah. with and you just like, you're like, oh, I feel like I've known you forever. And then you have other people who you try and try and try to, you're like, okay, I'll, or, and I mean, I've done this a lot of times. You you're you have this mindset of, I'm really going to try to get to know them. I'm going to try. I'm trying to like them. 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 But yeah. you just don't. He described that as in musical terms. He said, all right, so the people who you meet in life that you immediately connect with, they're your like third or mm-hmm. fifth, if you know anything well, about you should music. I was like, I don't know much about music. Like, you're talking to me about, about this, about and I was like, I so know like, a little like bit. But. So it's like your harmony. So <laughs> your perfect fifth is like somebody who you're like, yes, we mesh. We we make beautiful. Like together, music. our, our we music, music we make is awesome. Yeah. It's automatically just beautiful. Yeah. Your third and your fifth. And then the people in your life who you're like, I just – I don't know why I just really just don't like this person. They're your minor second, yeah. so they're that note that's right. If you were to, ha- it'd be like, mm-hmm. like they're like right next to you, just like, yeah. you're, you're, they're right next to you, and you're so like, they you're just messing up my my exactly. harmony. Exactly, yeah. just like messing. It's just like it's yeah. like it's like just nails down a chalkboard. Yeah. But that's the way he described it, and I was like, huh. And it's okay. It is okay. It's okay. You can't. I know. I work it's on that okay. all the time. Yeah. You don't, not everyone has to like you. 
Oh, of course. Yeah. I think that that's... Nobody will. Not everyone will. I know. There's not it's one person in this unfortunate, world. Unfortunate, but... <laughs> even well, I think it's true what people say, right? Like, if every if everybody likes you, you're kind of at a problem. Yeah, because you're changing Because yourself. there's some people that... who aren't being true to true. you. Yeah. Well, you know, that's true, And too. there's yeah. also, it's like how you're yeah. saying, then there's also something about you that you're not being, because you got to... You're gotta, not being true to yourself. There's got to be people that you're conflicting with. Like, nobody can be on the same page yeah. right. with you on it. Like, everyone. even people will be like, I hate that guy who's always happy, you know? Yeah. I hate that person who'd be like, everything's going right for them. And you'd be like... <laughs> They're like, too positive. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Which, if that doesn't... You're going to find people who are going to no, be like, that's I not... Totally yeah, so. I totally agree. I totally agree. I just read this interesting article that said, we all have the same moral compass, mm-hmm. but you put different things at a higher priority. So that mm. blunt person that you can't stand because they're like, eh, your shirt's ugly or whatever, yeah. they just hold honesty at a higher level than like hurting huh. other people emotionally. Yeah. Whereas you, if that like makes your skin crawl, you obviously like care about other people's emotions before honesty and i was like i've been thinking about it a lot and i'm like it's so true and it is it talked about your moral compass is it's not by choice it's by your circumstances Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it it kind of like went into the whole like because the elections are going on and you know democrat versus republican and everything and it, it it's like where you were born who who your family is mm-hmm. what your experiences were affect the levels of these different things but mm-hmm. we all actually have the same moral compass which i thought was really well, like, interesting yeah it is interesting. Well, it's like, it's like you start as a baby and it's like everybody's at that equal at level yeah but then as the environment start, like i mean a kid who grows up in a very wealthy neighborhood you know or a family with Mm -hmm. like nannies and things like that and like a softer bed there's going to be things that are going to start building up in him yeah versus someone who grows up in a say lower income family right different things are happening to them with that too it's really funny to say because i'll bring it back to stella adler okay all right well we're just we're just like circling around yeah yeah no but like day one and i don't know if they made you do the the same thing but you know they go around and it's like the basic like everybody has to introduce themselves to everybody in the department uh students alike to that and you essentially are like they're like okay um say your name and why you want to be an actor right and everybody goes around of course everyone's like i want to be an actor because to express these stories blah, blah blah all this kind of thing Sasha Rockamore, who was a friend of mine who's now on the Mindy Kaling show, she was also in Precious, she goes, I just want to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, like, looks at her, gives her that, like, stink eye that is like, yeah, but- oh, no, 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 but this is, like, the funny thing, yeah. right? Everybody, like, in a way goes, and it's, and it's almost like you have, like, that step where everyone starts judging her and being like, oh, I feel insulted that so-and-so wants right. to be there. And I just remember just being like, Good. Like, you know, that's true. Like, I mean, I'd be, if we all didn't want a little bit of that, we wouldn't be in this yeah, field. Right. Uh, we didn't want some sort of recognition. recognition. But then I go back and I think, and we all think about uh, those kind of things. Because actually, we, we were roommates for uh, our senior year. And it was like this thing where that's when she was auditioning for Precious. And I just remember just being, when she got the part, it, she was like all excited, everything, and just being, you were the one who, like, you're making what you said you wanted to do. To do. Right. You you're know? following and what then, you wanted. And she was honest. And, and like she, was, she knew and it. Like she, she put was it out way there and more it clear. Like, oh, my gosh. But like how you're saying, so like funny. everybody's like moral compass or whatnot yeah. is at different things. But that's what she wanted at that point. She's like, yeah. She's like, and then, you know, and then she goes because everyone's like, oh. And she's like, 
and I love acting, (laughs) all this kind of thing. But, you know. (laughs) Well, you have to love acting because you can be famous a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just Mm -hmm. acting. Right. That's true. That's true. There's many ways to become famous. So we have to talk about Run Run, Carlos Carlos (laughs) Run, which I'm obsessed with. Um, like I was so, saying earlier, <laughs> it's like the whole package, like yeah. everything watching it. I've loved it. And I loved that they were like 10 minutes Yeah, and then like, and then it was split up into six so you could like watch one. And then if you needed to do something or <laughs> I just sat and watched them all except yeah. for five cause I ran out of time, but I will watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but so where did you get this idea to do this? Like, where did it come from? Uh, okay. So it really came from this feature film that I've been working on about a runner. Okay. And for the longest time, we, I had moved into production. The script got into, was a qualifier for Sundance, uh, the writer's lab in 2014. Oh, wow. So it was cool. But it didn't make it to the top 10. But it was one of like the top like 100 oh. scripts that get in. Oh, and then right. it got into another, uh, Nalip, which is the National Association of Latino Independent Producers. It got into their big production hub that they do. So I got to meet a lot of producers and it really started picking up. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get my first feature made that I wrote, you know? Right. And it's like, that's insane. Yeah. Um, and then kind of things started falling through because they expected certain, like just things weren't lining up the way uh-huh. that I wanted them. And I remember just jokingly with my production team at that point, it's like, what do I need to do to get this movie made? And I was like, do I need to run across America? Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and, he does. and they all look at me and they're just like and there's like silence you know and they're like well that's actually not a bad idea yeah. and I was like well am I gonna do that and then I just remember like laying in bed and then just being like why the hell not you know like why not because I just started thinking about all the themes that I was trying to touch in my feature film right and then being I can also touch it upon okay, that so what are those themes um well the like the hero trying to overcome obstacles. Okay. You know, so people who have to face adversity at all times and they still damn like do the best still that they can okay. right. to try to become the best that they can to reach their true potential. Um, immigration, which is like very very close to me, of course, mm-hmm. um, and also just giving a true perception of the Hispanics that live in the U.S. That mm-hmm. it's not just one dimensional or that it's a stereotype. So for me, those are the things that I was trying to present, even like with Run Carlos Run, where it was, this is a Latino who is here and this is what people aren't used to seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm interested in the arts, but I also love sports. And that was a great way where it all started molding in together that I was like, all right, I love running. And I started, I always was a good runner in high school. And I just knew, but I didn't want to take it professionally or anything like that. But I started picking up like marathon running and then started doing really, really well. And I was like, you know what? Like, why not? Like, why not keep going through this? And I was like, there's got to be a way that I can combine my art and combine like this running ability that I have. And I was like, let's do a series. So my executive producer, Taylor Nagel, we were like, let's do this running series about me going. But I was like, but I don't love it to just be focused on me because I'm not all about documentaries or things yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, for me, focusing on me personally. So I was like, let's also capture other people who are, are along the way. Which is what I loved about it. Yeah. I loved seeing people from a, like that represent America and they were all so different and unique and their stories were so unique and mm-hmm. they were really captivating. And it was, it was cool because it wasn't just about 
you running across the U.S. Mm -hmm. It's like about our country. It's about immigration. It's about helping others. Like I was telling Leslie about that ice cream shop. Oh, yes. Yes. The dream shop. Yes. Yeah. How incredible is that? 25% Mm -hmm. of all their proceeds go to help. I think they said 12 different flavors a month Mm -hmm. for people to accomplish their dreams, which is just like, like, how did you you find that? Like, did you just Google like? No, I mean, we did. I mean, we, so I had a great team of interns who worked for me right at the beginning when we were starting to do it. And that was their job to find all this research on individuals to all the states that we were going to go into. Okay. Our route changed (laughs) very, very quickly once we started the run because of like just logistics that we had to do. So we were like shaping different things. So we were constantly like researching. So we had a team of two people who were helping us try to find individuals but word of mouth, like we word would be mouth. asking friends, like being like, do you know no, anybody that would be interesting for us to go and capture or like, has anybody heard? And by talking to the people in the towns that we were at, mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. I, you know, when I'd stop and I take a break, people would be like, are you okay? You know, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm running across America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 40 miles, like almost 40 miles a day. It was 40 miles, well, okay. Well, so, I know you split it up, but yes. it's about that. Well, the way that it worked was it averaged out to 40 miles a day. But the pattern that I followed was on one day I would do a long, it would be a long day, which would be no less than 45 miles. And then on the next day would be a short day, which would be no less than 36. So when you <laughs> average short it all day. that together. <laughs> yes. 36 but miles on it. it's just like knowing who you are as an individual. Like for me, having that thought that I was like, I'm running 10 miles less. Right. Was what would help me keep going yeah. the mm-hmm. next day. Because for mm-hmm. me, it was like, I get a little bit of a break. Right. I don't have, and, and I did because I would get to finish like almost an hour earlier mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And it made a huge, huge difference just to like my mind, my body, like recuperating yeah. and everything. But then it did average <laughs> out to 40 miles a day. Did you ever have a moment where you're like, I can't do this. I'm done. We're going home. <laughs> um, every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That Can makes- somebody yeah. buy yeah. or take my credit card so I don't buy a plane ticket? Yeah. 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 I would, I, every minute, I'd be like, can yes. we just not do this? Yeah. Can <laughs> this is done? a really bad idea. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, I got into this very set routine. I also, for me, the mornings were the roughest, especially like with the crew. At the beginning, we only had one vehicle. And we had six crew people who were with us, you know, because we had the director, we had the producer. We also had uh, my assistant, who was also like the first AD for the team, the composer, who also became like my assistant, like my guide helping me with all those kind of things. Yeah, he's like so perfect. Mm -hmm. It's so perfect. And he tells you, you know, it's like when he composed and he's like, you know, he's like, I composed it based on like, you and like the journey that you're trying to go mm, into yeah. and i was like okay and he did you know he's like what kind of sounds would you like yeah and so i was like a lot of guitar like i was like just make it like acoustic but make uh-huh. it very like just i don't know it's like make it feel like home yeah you know and yeah. make well, it balance it, yeah mm-hmm. it is there's so many layers with the with the guitar too and mm-hmm. with the picture oh it's just yeah he's it's great stunning jordan too. jordan is great um but yeah, so then at the beginning, it was always, always hard because, I mean, we all know, like, trying to get six people to get ready at the same time so that you can make an exit <laughs> just never happens. So I would wake up at, like, 7 in the morning, and this was, like, very, very early on when because we took off April 30th, and people – and I would just be, like, already ready to go and run, and people are, like, still packing, taking a shower. And you're like, like guys, doing that come and on, like, you get a ride in yeah. the car, and I'm going to be – 
I was like, <laughs> I, I gotta go. go. And I was like, like I need to go now. Yes, because While my I'm mind like, is right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because that, and anybody who's a runner understands that, that yeah. it's about you getting out and running before other things like get in your start, head you start and start. Yeah, so I was you like, allow, I yeah. have to go. So I remember we started, I, so I was very cranky all the time, like in the morning. And then <laughs> luckily, like seven days into it, it was a constant, constant issue that we were relaying to our executive producer who was here in New York, who was like, guys, just make it to Pittsburgh and I got you guys a second car. Oh. She's like, make it to Pittsburgh and I got you a second car and it'll just be for Carlos and whoever's driving him on that day so that that way we don't have to worry about that. And then once that happened, we were really able to like get into a, a pattern, into a groove. But even like my people, like the two guys, Jordan and Marvin would alternate. They knew that I was like, listen, if I said we're getting up at 630, that means we got to leave like within 10 minutes from that moment that when it happens. Yeah. So we go that so that we can get we can get breakfast because I always had to eat something. Uh, and then yeah. we go off and we take off. Yeah. You know, and that would be it. But I was like, the goal was like that from the minute that I woke up, within 30 minutes, I should have been on the road. Yeah. And so it was like, if we followed that pattern, so it became very regimental, but it worked. And it, that, I mean. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Otherwise, if you're like lounging and eating yeah. breakfast, it's like, meh, 10 yeah. more minutes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, every day, it's like how you're saying, like, you know, I would wake up and like as I'm eating breakfast it's you know people would be Jordan and Marvin would try to you know we chat about what was going on but I remember like always in the back of my mind I was like oh my god I have 40 miles <laughs> to go <laughs> today you know and it was always like at every start of the run it was always like this is the dumbest decision you have ever made <laughs> it's so nice and to now, hear you actually <laughs> say would that would you because... ever do it again um Yes and no. Okay. Uh, I would say because Very diplomatic so many, answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, many people ask you, and it's. I think it has to come with the circumstances. Okay. Of what? I that makes sense. Of what that it, makes sense. it comes. You have be- to have meaning behind it. To, yes. For motivation. Because that's the biggest thing. Like you had to know what would drive you, and mm-hmm. regardless, you know, of how you said, regardless of how I felt, I knew the motivations, the reasons why I wanted to do it were much bigger, that. I couldn't allow myself to give up. Right. And that's why. Which comes across do. in the film. Yeah. That, <laughs> no, good. it does. Okay. It really good. does. It, and um, there there was a line, it was from the ice cream shop again. He says, sometimes the greater good comes before the dollar. Yeah. And even with like art, sometimes it's for the greater good, even if it's like for the sacrifice. And, yeah. Um, I like after doing that, Carlos, do you feel like you could just do anything? Like, it has to give you some sort of uh-huh. like, it should. Yes. It should. Yes. I mean, how many people have done that? Do yeah. you even know how many people? There's have? a handful of people. Yeah. I mean, I was very lucky. I had uh, Tom Knoll. He okay. did it when he was 65 back in 78. And he did it when he was around, he did it in about 65 days. So he became one of my mentors. Like I was surprisingly oh, connected with cool. him, with my, my boss. I work at Noya House. It's like with my boss. He, his wife happens, to, her dad is friends with his dad. And so Love they that. like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, hey, he's like, um, you're going to run across America. I know this one guy who can give you tips who already did it. Oh, wow. And so first he brought me his book that was published. So it was like a state by state account of his experience mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, so prepare for these kind of things. Anticipate that, which, you know, he talks about dog chases. He talks about seeing snakes on the road. Oh, about all these yeah. things. Yeah, that happened. You know? Yeah. And it's like, Did and you have the, a dog chase you? Oh, I had multiple dogs chase <gasps> me. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. And that's Did it ever just get ones or? Um, yes. <gasps> yes. I mean, in one, like, I just remembered 
it was like this dog is coming after me and I, I see my I see the van because it was almost towards the end. I see the van parked ahead and I'm like waving my hands no! and like, you know, like oh, I, I'm not going to say who it was, but he was just like dozing like into his attention. jam, not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, open the door, I you know, get because, by an animal. Yeah. Right and I'm just like climbing. And I just remember just like going off on him because I was like, you're supposed to be watching. You're supposed to That's be looking. Yeah. I was like, you drove to this thing. I was like, you saw like there's so many stray dogs all oh, over the place. Like yeah. you should have been close and you should have been aware. And he was like, dude, I checked it. And I was like, no, you did not. Yeah. You know, because yeah. like, I'm like, I saw it from the minute that I entered. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any pepper spray at that point, which was something that I had continuously kept telling the crew. I was like, I need it because we just don't ever know like what we're going to encounter. Right. And I just in the wilderness. It. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was one that was really, really close. Like the dog came like. Uh, this close. Oh no! And, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, and then in Pennsylvania was where we had a. I mean, I P- Pennsylvania was tough because it's hilly. Yeah, and it is. like it's, no joke. it's, it's sharp hills. hills. Yes, yes, it's sharp. They come in, they get you. Also, like nobody told me that I would be running through parts of the Appalachian. Oh yeah, uh, you will. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm yeah. like running, running up, up like mountain. lookout. Like there's Lookout Mountain, I think, which is like the high peak point of yeah. the Yes. Harrisburg, which is yes. right where Brandon's yes. from. Yeah. It's uh it's beautiful when you get up to it. And it <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you a very, very funny thing that goes in it because like I'm running up and this this was the first like elevation point that I'm hitting because then you also hit a little bit of there's another mountain range, which I always forget what it is, because there's the Appalachian and then there's a different one and I'm forgetting which one is it, it is. South of there? This, no, it's no, it's, it's uh, okay. west of it. Okay. It's west of it because you hit it later on, but I'm forgetting what it's called. But I'm like I remember like I'm like running up and people are just like look driving like look at me like what the heck you know yeah. and I just remember like my crew tr- is driving past it and they just like give me this look like oh man he is gonna be so mad like at the end of this because I would tell them I was like please inform me because at the beginning yeah. I was doing the routes but then uh, you know our producer was like we need we need to start planning ahead of time so we need to start mm-hmm. mapping them for you mm-hmm. so we need to at least get like two three days ahead mm-hmm. and I was like all right I was like all that I ask is that you just give me an idea of what I'm coming into mm-hmm. you know because I was so like, you can mentally be prepared yes exactly yeah. because I was like well the reason why I do the maps is because I have a system I know which maps I like and which maps I trust and I go and because I myself am mapping like every mile I know like oh, I'll run through a lake there and then I'll run through this. Oh, and then this is like mm-hmm. the major city or whatnot. So I kind of mm-hmm. know what to expect mm-hmm. to a to a degree. So I was like, all right, so inform me of that. They were just like, we're just putting one point, and then we run like map <laughs> like six, eight, 13 miles later. So they're like, we don't we don't know. They're like, there's no way to tell the range. And I was like, well, that's the difference between when I was doing it when you guys yeah. were doing it. So I remember them just like looking at me, and I was like, so mad. And they're like going, <laughs> and I climb up, and I get to lookout mountain, and of course I was like. Well, this is a scenic view. I was like, I definitely have to stop and like yeah. right. take a picture of it. And I look at it and there's a couple who is there and they're like struggling to like take their pictures. And they had driven before they had driven. They had seen me climbing up the hill and they're like, well, hey, cool. They're like, what are you training for? You know? And I was like, well, I'm running across the country. I was like, do you want me to take your picture? And they were just like, yeah, sure. Like, so I take their picture and then they're like, and I'm about to start taking off run. And they're like, actually, like, can you come back and can we take picture, picture with, with you? <laughs> and they were just like, okay. And, you know, and it was like this whole thing where they're like, well, dude, they're like, we really hope you make it. You know, it's like you're in Pennsylvania and it's like, this is a hard range. So they're like, 
looking at the way that you're going right now, they're like, we think you should be good. But, uh-huh. you know, oh, I mean, nice. Pennsylvania was tough. Like when you ask about like, did I ever want to give up? I mean, I remember just being like, if I'm only into my, th- at that point, like third state, I was like, and if it's this rough, how the heck am I ever going to make it? Especially because Pennsylvania is so large. Oh, oh it's, yeah. so it's so wide. wide. It's so yeah. wide. <laughs> so you're just like, oh, it's never going to happen. And we had the dog chases there. Like I had about four to five dog encounters oh there. Gosh. We also got hit by a semi-truck. <gasps> so, <laughs> that you're so, in the vehicle. In the vehicle. When they were driving me back, um, Marvin was driving me back to go for my lunch break. And as we're turning, we get hit. Nothing happened. Like, it's, oh like, literally, God. like, he's about to turn, and then just this huge semi, like, the entire time just, like, rides up against us. And we're, like, witnessing it, and we're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh my you know, and it's, like, God. that whole slow motion yeah. kind of thing. Like, no. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we we didn't get, no one got hurt. No one got That's injured. Um, the van survived. And it just, it started acting up the a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst you damage survived. that I had. I survived. But the van survived, which was good too. Like the big thing was like the window got taken down, but we just replaced that. Yeah. And then, and then it gave us a little trouble like three, four days later when we got to Pittsburgh. Okay. But we were like, all right, let's take it to the shop and then see like what it was. But that was like, I mean, that was a true, and that was like between was day. Was that the hardest state? Though? That was between day three and day Eight. Okay. So if you think wow. about that, so that's such a way to start. Yeah. So it was a sign for us, like especially like I kept looking at all the crew and just tying them. It's like now we all know what we got into. Yeah. Right. This You're is like the reality. Yeah. In the pudding. Yeah. Right here. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like if this, if anybody wants to back out now, this is the this is this the time. This is the time. <laughs> You're still close yeah. enough to mm-hmm. the yeah. East Coast to turn yeah. around. So and with- so Pennsylvania was tough. Yeah. Yeah, Pennsylvania was tough. I, I mean, I do I do claim it as probably one of the toughest, toughest states because it was that thing where you're st- where I'm still going like, oh my gosh, like what am I doing? Like mm-hmm. I yeah. have really just lost it, you know. And we it's still like, have this like is... three quarters of the journey. Oh yeah, you're like oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, like oh, yeah. yeah. tenths of the journey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like I tell people the biggest thing that I try to do is like never look at the map, but it was so hard, especially in Pennsylvania. Oh, you would yeah. be like. And because with all the hills, you were like, when does this end? Like, I got yeah. I got horrible shin splints, mainly oh, because of the no. landing going down. So I remember, like, no. having to, like, ice and just, like, tape mm-hmm. and wearing, like, double compression socks to just make sure everything was – to just help the body, like, the best way that it could. But it, yeah. you were just like, oh, man, I don't Did you know. have any other injuries besides uh, – No, I mean, other than, like, wear and tear from mm-hmm. it, like, no major injuries. Um little cuts here and there incredible too because yeah. yeah. you could roll an ankle or mm-hmm. fall and break you know break right. a yeah. bone and yeah. then mm-hmm. i only tripped once and wow. no, nobody saw that <laughs> <laughs> like they that's not on camera which was good it wasn't it wasn't well, on I've camera i've tripped more than that running in the yeah. past like six months yeah so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm very very proud of that and i just that, remember when i tripped i was like yeah uh, you should and i tripped on wire and it was when we were in kansas because the funniest thing was that when we got to kansas everybody was trying to scare me about snakes they're okay. like you know kansas has like they're like a big population of snakes or whatnot and everybody was like, just be careful with the copper, copperheads. Copperheads you know? are no joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're like, you know, most people like will step on them because they think it's because they look like they have the color of copper. So you'll step thinking that it's just copper wire, and then it turns out that it's a snake. So I remember the entire time just being like, You're like so like cautious and like trying to like 
Look, which is the, the, the funny thing, right? That when you're looking out for those things, they never pop up. Right. The amount of times that I ran next to snakes and <laughs> would notice no like idea. in the moment, I'd be like, oh, you know, like, uh, which was, but luckily they were all like good, good ones. Like, yeah, they were. Like, they like, were like, like garter snakes, not okay. like super poisonous. Only in California, oddly enough, was when I was running with my buddy, Carlos, and himself, also Carlos, uh, in Corona. Uh-huh. We like ran right past a rattlesnake, like oh literally, like gosh. and like I I jumped and, I, and he's like what and I was like dude there's a rattlesnake there I was oh like this is California gosh. and he's like oh man he's like they're rede- redeveloping sections of Corona oh, right now no. so he's so like it's, out. yeah so they're coming out <gasps> but oh. it was like huge yeah and I was that's like, not a good bite to no. get yeah no not I, at all I, Arizona I was the next yeah I was about to say that's what I thought you were mm-hmm. gonna say but I didn't even th- Pennsylvania would be. Yeah. Just because it's so big. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, Arizona is tough because of the by the time the we were heat. getting there, it was oh, the heat. Oh, my gosh. But it's and also... It's the, almost the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost the end. And most people are like, oh, it should be easy. And you're like, no, no because it's nice. like at that moment, you're just hoping that it's going to be like an easy, an easy ride the from there. sun exposure, yeah. too, and, man. But it, the, 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 the range that we came into was like, I'm like, when do I see cactus? When do I see like tumbleweeds, all that kind of stuff? Because I was like, I'm supposed to be in the desert. But we came up through uh, Navajo territory. So we mm. came up north, like we entered through the Four Corners. So we were hitting, okay. you know, like Tuba City, places like that. Yeah, they and, have, then, and it's, it's a very diverse mm-hmm. um, land, yeah. Arizona, because they've got the whole, mm-hmm. I mean, Brandon knows a lot more about that than I do because yeah. he lived in Arizona for a little while. Yeah, so you come up more through like, the north is a little bit more mountainous. It's more mm-hmm. like range, things like that. So I was like, oh, Okay, did not expect hills, <laughs> did not expect these things. I was like, I was just expecting desert, flatland, hot. desert, hot, things like that. Um, and definitely, uh, you know, closing day before we were going to enter California, that was like, I just remembered in my head, constant was this kind of thing. Like, you don't like, you know, it's like to whatever. I mean, I believe in God, you know, but it's like mm-hmm. to uh, wherever. I just remember it's like whoever orchestrates this whole world doesn't want me to make it because <sighs> we, we woke up at four. It was a hundred degrees already. Well, like, by I the saw time. a temperature yeah. in the film, and it said mm-hmm. hundred and nine mm-hmm. at one point. Screw that was the that. hottest that we entered. But okay. it was like four a.m., and I just remembered because I kept telling the crew we got to wake up earlier because it's getting hotter. Mm-hmm. So it's harder for me to like make it through right. because of just how your body reacts. And so they're like, "Well, that means we're gonna have to like follow you." I was like, "That's fine. Like, turn on the tail, you know, the headlights or whatnot. That's fine." So we start. The route, like I said, it was like 90 degrees at the very, very beginning. Within an hour, it had already picked up to almost 100. And I just remember like running. And the first thing that we encounter is this whole uh, mules, like this whole blockade of mules (laughs) who were there. And we were like, okay. And it was like, and it was Marvin who was with me. He was like, um, so uh, I was like, well, I'll just run around them or whatnot. And I very much did, but you're like having to be cautious, like because you like, don't want to disrupt them and then yeah. kick you because then, then you're yeah. screwed. Yeah. So we were like, okay. So then we're going, and I start running, and I forget, like, oh man, I can't believe that I'm forgetting, like, what the name of the little town, but it starts with like a C. I think it's like Cadman or something like that, and it's very well known because what it has, it's it's in the middle of there's nothing in it, but it's <laughs> a very popular town because it's uh, a western town. Like very, oh, like super, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it only lasts. It only lasts for like about a mile, 
and I and I didn't know like that that was coming or whatnot. So you know, so whatnot. So we're running, and I start like you know, we get past these mules. We're like, okay, cool, whatever. That's done. And then I start going like up this like hill, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like we're supposed to be entering the desert now in California. I was like, why is this this like mountain range going on now? And I was like, this is ridiculous. And it was like a tough like little incline because it was like those winding hills that uh-huh. require you to go up and then require you to go down. And right. you're just like, ugh. And then you enter this little town that's just like like that was like the huge like I was like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> like, Twilight Zone. Is, oh, it feels exactly oh like Twilight. And I'm like running, and there's just like a guy with his family. It's like it's him, his wife, and his kid. And the kid's like out like with his camera, like taking pictures, looking at this whole thing. And he's like, oh, his dad, there's a guy running, you know? And, then like, <laughs> and the dad's like, yeah, you let him do his thing, you know, like whatnot. But like it was like this twilight moment where you're just like twilight zone what is going like, where on where am i what is mm-hmm. happening and then you go through it and there's you know and i was like okay that's the end and that's where like right after i left that little part of that section we stopped and that's like where my first break had to happen and marvin comes to me and he's like okay cool he's like so he's like apparently the route is getting a little funky and he's like you know i've been gpsing it looking at it so you can go this way or you can go that way and i was like okay cool which one is the more the most direct and he's like, this way, but I want you to like, look at this over here. <laughs> and he like, and he has me look. And I was like, are those coyotes? And he's like, yes. He's like, it's been a family of coyotes that has been like walking around this whole thing. And I was like, no. so we're going to go the other way then. <laughs> you know, I was like, I mean, I, I was God like. God was just testing yeah. you. Do you really want to finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're just like, well, I was like, I made many dumb choices, but I think that is a very dumb choice to make and go through it. And intentionally go through the coyotes. Yeah. I have to take a potty break. Okay. Okay. Go take, (laughs) go to the ladies room. Yeah. But we kept, so we went the other way and it was long. Like you started hitting the desert. So there was soft sand. So I couldn't run in the sand anymore. Oh yeah. But like the humidity was increasing. And I just remember just being like, oh, like this is forever. Like we're never... We're never, ever going to make it. And finally, like, I reached the stretchway, which is, it's five miles. And those are the last five miles. And then you're going to run over this little bridge on the Colorado River. And then you're in California. Okay. And I just remember just being like, you just have to make five miles. Five miles. miles. That's all you have to do. And, and, you know, it's like the entire time I was like, this is impossible because it was so hot. It was also July 3rd. So a lot of people were like leaving to, mm-hmm. you know, go for the holiday. And so there's just like tr- never ending traffic. traffic. And in the desert, you're getting all their emissions. So you're also getting that extra oh, heat. Yeah. So we're just like going. But the big thing that happened was this other guy, this guy in a van, because there's a little farm area that was right next to that highway or whatnot. He like looks at me and he's like, hey. He first starts yelling at me. He's like, hey. And he's calling me some name that I was like, what? 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 You know, he's like, hey. And like I turn around and he's like, oh. He's like, I thought you were my kid's friend, you know, because he's like, my kid's friend is a runner and blah, blah, blah. And so I thought you were him because he's like, you look like him. You resemble him. And I was going like, what is this kid doing? Like, it's like 110 degrees. Why is he running out? Or yeah. not? And I was like, oh, I was like, well, believe it or not, I was like, I'm running across America. It was like, you know, I've been running for like right now about like 68 days. What, six, yes, I think it was like 68, 67 days or whatnot. And I'm like, I'm you know, looking to get to California. And he's like, dude, he's like, you're only five miles away. He's like, you can totally do it. You know, and I was like, I know. I was like, I'm trying to. And he's like, so he's like, how long do you think it's going to take you to do these next five? And I was like, I don't know, maybe like 
45 minutes, like something like that. And he's like, all right, I'll wait for you at the finish line. And then he's Aww. like, what kind of drink do you like? You know? And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And, you know, and those were like yeah. the things that you were like, okay. And, you know, just started going. And then, you know, we didn't, because of timing, there was a little issue that the crew couldn't, couldn't capture me crossing into that California section. Um, but I remember like, for me, I was like, all right, cool. There's enough juice in my phone. So I was like, I have to like document it. So like on the Instagram, you like see me as I'm like crossing, crossing. it and I'm like, oh, you know, here it is. It's great. Like me going you on to it. And I literally made like, it to California. Yeah, like I stopped and I was like, I'm about to cross. Just so you guys know, that's Arizona. That's California. And then boom, you know, and then it's there. And then I just remember like the minute that I crossed, it was like just like a huge like. Did you did you start sobbing? Um, I feel like I would. Well, here's the so here's the funny thing. And uh, Jordan, who was the composer, would Mm -hmm. always like try to find podcasts. So we listen to like, you know, This American Life and like all these different (laughs) like podcasts or whatnot. Mm -hmm. That's what we would do in our downtime. Like when we when I'd have like the hour to like rest in the car or whatnot, we'd listen to those things or we'd just like chat about life. And once he was like, hey, he's like, just so you know, he's like, so, you know, while I've been waiting for you, he's like, I heard this one podcast and we were way back in like Colorado, I think. And he's like, it's about these two brothers who um, became the American Cowboys who traveled all across America on horses. And the big thing that they talk about was that, you know, they were on this turn and they talk about like the difficulties because we would be like, oh, you're riding on horses on the speeds and like, no, you don't understand. We'd have to wake up at like three in the morning. They're like to prep the horses and change their horseshoes and brush them and make sure that they ate and like just like water and mm -hmm. take care of them and take care of them and things like that. And so they're like, so there was a lot of work that happened well, before we've been like sitting on a that. horse all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, not, not comfortable. too comfortable for your crotch and thigh area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what kind. they talk about is this thing about how they're like, so you envision the idea of what, how you're going to react when you get to this place that you've been dreaming about crossing for <laughs> these amount of days. And that's the exact same thing that happened. And, and that's what they said that, you know, they're like, we thought we were going to cry. We thought we were going to like start like jumping around, do like all these, like they're like, we didn't know what we did. Like we thought so much. And they're like, the reality is like that when it happened, it was not that it was uneventful, yeah. but it wasn't because you've carried now this gigantic journey on you mm-hmm. that you're just like, that was there it? it is. You know, you're like, <laughs> and there and there it is. Because it's also not over. Like, yeah, you just yeah. crossed into that That's that frontier, too. but you still have, like, the ocean to get into. And you see that in the yeah, final episode, like, when I run awesome. into the ocean and things yeah. like that. And, I mean, that for me was, that route kept changing. Like, we were actually supposed to stop in my hometown, which is about probably, like, seven, eight miles away from the ocean. And I remember just being like, we're not stopping. We're, we're going, going all, all the way. way to the ocean. We're going oh. all the way to the ocean. Because if yeah. you stop, you but, feel like you were going to keep going. <laughs> but with me, it was that thing like where I actually, I actually cried a little bit before I actually crossed into it when the realization came in that I was like, I'm actually, I'm actually doing it. Like I'm actually oh. going to make it. And it's yeah. that thing like where, where we talk about a lot of things where um, I was like, you see so much from the video from the series, but there's so much that happened that yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. That yeah. no and one no, ever 
ever knows. Which you can write about or exactly. do something, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, you have all these stories now for your art and your creativity to kind of, like, spring point Take other from. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, and, and you asked earlier, like, you know, do I ever feel that I can't do something, you know, like, whatever, uh, invincible or whatnot? Yeah. What I learned from it was not necessarily that I can't do anything, but that I can't shortcut myself, you know, and mm. I have to be honest with what are the things that I, like I want that. in life. I like that. And then go for them, but like commit truly yeah. to it. Focus well, and commit mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The commitment you learned from running across the entire country. Yep. And That's... then you learned like the plan. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we, we mm-hmm. have very much like we came up with the plan. Like I had a strategy all along how I was going to do it, both with like the series. I mean, it became it was more complex than I ever imagined. I was like, yeah, I'll run and also produce a series at the same time. <laughs> and then it was like this thing where it's like, I'd be running for eight hours and then I'd be showering and then it'd be like, okay, cool. Can we ask you a question about like the, the edit? And you're like, leave me alone. But you're, you're like, like don't, don't talk sleep. to me. Yes. Yeah. I'm tired. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm like so I just tired. wanted to like sit and watch TV yeah. or like that's when like friends wanted to call me and like for me to be able to like catch up with people and that was also just time that I just wanted for myself. Yeah. But yeah. It, it it was very rare that things like that would happen. Um, and I remember that was the realization for me that it was like, whoa, you really took on a lot more than what you had planned for. But it worked out. Right. You know, because yeah. we still, we went, I mean, I had a great team. That's that the thing. Supportive. If you surround yourself with the right people, mm-hmm. it helps. When you, yeah. when you bite off more than you can chew, if you're around the yeah. right people, they help to make up for the stuff that you feel like. Yeah. And your team you seems can't. great. Like yeah. the little bit that they're on, they seem really yeah. fun and supportive. And Yeah, they were. And actually, that was one of the biggest things that we, um, when we, because I didn't know any of them. Okay. All of them were new. Like we oh, were. Oh, wow. That's amazing yeah too. Or, so now you're bonded <laughs> like this journey yeah. and and that was a very uh that was a, a personal choice for me to have made because early on i was trying to do it with some friends but just getting them to come in to like meetings being like hey we got to like strategize we got to figure out what we're doing wasn't working out and so for me i was like you know what i need people who do this for a living yeah like i need people who are at the end of the day i don't mind if i'm gonna have to pay them but at least I know that they're there and I'll be able to talk to them mm-hmm. in a professional manner. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which helped out a lot. But it was that thing that's like we didn't know. So that was also what our first like week, even mm-hmm. like what our first month was all about. Like really getting to know and feel like we did, you know, we did like two to three interviews with each of those people. And I remember for me, my biggest thing was uh, with my executive producer and also Sade, who became, she was also a producer and the director and very much she was on the project from the beginning. It was like this thing. I'm like, yes, I want people who work hard, but more than anything is like, I want people who have like a very chill vibe because, mm-hmm. and by chill, like, I don't mean like that they, you know, don't do their work, that right. they're very on top of their game. But I was like, I also don't want people who are going to be complicated because or I'm frantic like, or yes, dramatic, mm-hmm. yeah. dramatic, you know, those kind of things, because I'm like, you're going to be dealing with me <laughs> like, yeah, and that already is going to be more than enough. And if we have to worry about someone else, like needing that focus, that much focus, it's going to be a disturbance. It's going to detract us. from mm-hmm. what the real focus is. So, yeah. So it ended up, we had like just very like hardworking, hardworking people, very talented people and, but just very very easy to work with too. I mean, yeah. of course, like 
you're talking about artists too, so there is that con- that 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 mm-hmm. conflict that, that you bond. had. Well, that common bond, but also the conflict that you come when you're like trying to do an artistic project and carry out the vision. So I'm not gonna say that it was a happy go lucky all the way. Well, I mean, we had our unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, we had our challenges. Be. I mean, yeah. we we had days when it would be like you know somebody's like driving me and they're definitely pissed off at me and we're like this is the silent car ride all the way to like where you're <laughs> dropping me off right now and then yeah. when we start you know for me it was like that's like i can't wait you know and you talk about like how every day changes like with me i was like i can't wait to get out of the car and start running because then that way i don't have to be with that person in that car anymore right you know and then the thing that would be like that that's what like the great thing about it and that's why we all would let go of our problems and everything that we ha- would happen because at the end of the day it's like you can be mad at me but you still have to be there to support me because yeah. otherwise I can't finish this journey. Yeah. And that was for me too, like one of the biggest things that I learned a lot that he was like, I can be mad at you, but if I'm going to let these petty things ride on with me for the rest of yeah. these 70 days, yeah. whatever, um, it's going to suck. Yeah. Right. And you yeah. Would, it's going to so ruin you, the experience. Like, so you'd like have to family. let it go all you the time. To, yeah. It's like yeah. family. You love them, but they drive you crazy sometimes. Yeah. And when you're working yeah. that closely with people yeah. and they're like your family. Two months on the road. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, imagine Close the quarters. proximity that we have. It's like now throw in like three, four other people in there. Yeah. That's how we were, you know, yeah. and carrying our luggage and then constantly you're always pa- every day you were packing. packing. Yeah. You're oh, packing and unpacking. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we yes. were setting up like full like mini like editing stations and like recording studios mm-hmm. so that oh, we yes. could do the That's things intensive. that we needed to do. I thought you Packing. were doing so. that as you were going too. Yeah. So that probably it? helped a lot in the long run, I'm yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So from the moment you said, oh, I should run across America to the series being finished, how long was that time? Um, let's see, we started, I, uh, now we're hitting about a year and a half. Okay. So, okay. no, that's a lie, not a year and a half. Uh, yes, because we did, we started in August of 2015. Okay. The first, first real, real initial first conversation. 2014. 2014, yes. 2014. And the initial thought came in like July, like end of July. Okay. And then August was when we started kind of setting a plan. And originally the idea was to start on my birthday, which was October 11th. And we were like, you know, Taylor and I, we looked at each other, we're like, no, we can't do this. Like, we're like, we have like two months yeah. and you're going to start. And we're like, yeah. no. And we're I remember like, for me, yet. I was like, oh, we're not prepared at all by any way whatsoever. Yeah. And we were like, well, I was like, well, if you don't do it now, for me, I was like, well, if we don't do it now, then it has to be, for, we would have to wait forever. Because right. I was like, winter's coming. There's no way I'm running in the winter. Right. Yeah. That's going to be impossible. And we're like, well, we just have to do it in the spring. And we're like, okay. Which turned out to be the best decision that we made because yeah. it gave me more time to practice, like to train. Yeah. It gave us time to like approach investors and sponsors right. to help carry out the project, and it just helped us really be able to like assemble a team mm-hmm. that would carry the whole thing through. That's awesome. And so yeah, so now you know, in April thirtieth, we will make a full year since the run happened. The run happened. But it was about like six months of about of preparation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all films and production, anything like that, take it takes a lot more time than people realize mm-hmm. in oh, order yeah. to get. Like, I mean, even if you just go through TV shows like pilot yeah. season, and then how it takes like a lot of times a whole entire year Years before anything yeah. is picked up and fully start to continue producing episodes. Like, yep. it's that's the stuff that people don't know about. They yep. don't know how right. long and labor intensive it all is. Well, and that was one of the things that, you know, if, if you want to talk about some artistic conflicts that we had, 
Uh, you know, we did we we did the Instagram, which the Instagram was supposed to be a very interactive live feed so that people could follow us, mm-hmm. you know, the entire time and seeing. So it'd be like we'd be posting like two to three pictures on a daily basis. So kind of people had an idea where I was. And then the whole the plan with the series was that at the end of every week, essentially, we'd release an episode so that that way people could now get to see a visual video realization, uh, you know, of what was going on, where I was at. Keep going with me. We wanted to make this better than just, you know, like a quick like video, you know, confessions or anything like that and have time to like establish that so we didn't get to release the first episode till i was already till i was entering ohio okay okay and that was one of those things because that was like johnny you know who was the editor and also the cinematographer same thing with sade who was the director you know and i mean i was co-director for a lot of the episodes but us like talking and being like well what do we want to release and you know they were like well we could do those if you want and I was like, well, no, we wanted, I was like, I want to do something better. And they're like, yes, we're on the same page. And they're like, unfortunately, that's going to take a take little bit time. longer right. to do. Yeah. So we're like, well, that's okay. We'll just yeah. have to like live take, with that. Yeah. And we'll have to go with it. Um, and then, and you know, and it was us getting like our pattern, getting like a rhythm. Like also we were compiling footage at the beginning that it was like, well, we don't have enough footage to be able to like put in those seven days of what we want to do. So we were like, okay, cool. Like, let's see what we can make happen. And that was for me like something that was like, okay, so we're not going to be able to do it as in real time Mm -hmm. as I expected. So there was like delays and episodes. Episodes would come a little bit later in time frame. Uh, But it ended up being a great thing because that's why the series looks the way that it it is because there's so much detail. Fabulous. So and we edited on the road. That's you know, it's not like it was getting sent to like a lab or anything like that. We weren't sending foot. We thought about it for a while. We're like, well, what about if we let someone else edit it? Back in New York, we're like, no, because we have to be there. We have to, like, watch the whole thing. So for right. us, you know, the way that it got executed, what we provided, we, we're so happy with it. We're so, we're so proud of you it. You should be mm-hmm. very, so. very proud of it. So, Your whole team should be. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really special. I yeah. think it's really, really So special. I know that you said when you were when you were doing this that you realized like the earlier question that Elise asked, is there anything else that you realized about yourself and the whole process of running across the country? Such as a strange phrase to say, (laughs) um, that, that you didn't know before or you didn't realize before. Um, Oh man, that's, it's funny because you, you, I have like so many things that like, you know, I've thought or whatnot, but yeah, I mean, there's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think That's like. That's a hard just, question. Yes, it's, so, yes, I mean, yes, <laughs> yes, it's fine. Like, I'm, it was I'm, just something that popped in my yeah. head. I was like, oh. No, I mean, I'm trying to think because there's so, I guess I would say there's so many things that I learned about me. I think I actually, what I learned was I learned to be more compassionate. Like, you know, most people will be like, oh, hey, you know, like, they're like, you have a really chill vibe. Obviously, you're from California, you know, that kind of (laughs) stuff, because that's like the energy that you throw out. The West Coast feel. Yeah, the West Coast feel. Mm -hmm. But I really learned, I think, how to be a better communicator with people. Mm. And I see that translating into a lot of work that now I'm doing post you know, since I finished or whatnot, the way that I communicate. You know, I go back and I look at the first project that I ever produced. And let's just say that out of the team that was there, I don't talk to any of them from there. Mm -hmm. And I go and and I can actively go back and look and see that it was a lot of the way that I behaved and the way that I interacted with the people. 
uh, because I was very controlling. And then now it's like what I learned mm. with it too was that, yes, like there's an element of control that you want to have and that you want to take, but you also have to be able to be receptive and be malleable. And I mean, I'm, and I'm, I'm very flexible. And, and trust your yeah. team. Yes. Yeah. And trust your team. And so that's one thing that I very much learned. I also just learned to, I mean, you have to keep going after the things that you want. And you really, yeah. you have to be yourself mm -hmm. and you have to just, you know, you have to trust that the people who are on your team are going to be on your team and they're going to be there and not have to try to like impress other people. Right. You know, you may want like this sponsorship from someone from this specific company, right? But they're not interested in you. So why waste your yeah. energy on that? Right. Because it doesn't deter from like the gifts, the talents, the skills, the abilities that you have. Mm -hmm. It's just about you focusing on you doing the things that you need to do mm -hmm. and then just going forward. And then just being patient, which is like much easier said than done. Uh, so uh, much. Um, you know, I mean, and it's like a way to tell a lot of people too, like what ended up happening with me too was um, there was a little period when I came you know the first two months were very even like the first two to three months were very like fun filled of excitement because there was still so much like just like energy buzz about it right. buzz about it people just asking so much curiosity or whatnot and even for myself it was still like kind of re-grasping to like the real world like it's like oh now i'm not running every day you know? <laughs> like it's like now i go to work now and i audition mm -hmm. and now i audition now i'm producing yeah. doing all those things again hats. And so then it kind of, which I relate to a lot of athletes who talk about like, you know, going to the Olympics that you go to this, you have this high, high event, like which right. is called like, you know, it's, it's the top. You can't do any better than the Olympics or whatnot. And they come back and then they, you know, they go through a period of depression. And that I encountered was what happened to me from like the mm. months of like, you know, three to six months after. Yeah. Because it was like this thing, like where you're just like, and what do I do now? now like now. everybody... It's the pressure of people, yeah. you know, yeah. where they're just like, everybody will be like, you, you go to yourself and you're just like, I just did this thing. Shouldn't mm -hmm. I be here? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't I have like, be doing like A, B, C, and D. And you really like, you're like, you're back in your same life, but it's almost in a way where you're like, you can't, like, if you don't, you control your life. Right. I mean, you, yeah. you decide the direct and control is yeah. the wrong word, but you decide you the dictate. path. You have choices. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have choices within your mm -hmm. life. And you're and you're also in charge of your own happiness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's yeah. something I feel like it's a theme I, I notice over and over again within mm -hmm. my own life is that you can't put the responsibility of your happiness on somebody else. Yeah. You're in control of that by the decisions and the choices that you make. Mm -hmm. And yes, life doesn't always give you the hand that you want to be dealt, yeah. but... It's how you deal with those yeah. those cards that yeah. dictates well, and like finding who you are. the good that you do have. Exactly. You know, because I'll do that every once in a while, and yeah. I'll be like, two years ago, I would have killed to be doing what I'm doing today. <laughs> right. But today, yeah. I'm like, want to be at this other place. I want to yeah. be right. doing X, Y, and Z now. Yeah. You know, like, and you have to, you kind of have to be like, all right, my, you know, 22 year old self would be pretty fucking proud of myself right, right now. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's all, I, I guess it's, it's understanding that patience, understanding to trust what's yeah. coming yeah. your way. And that the work that you're doing, like how you're saying, is for something so that where you're at now, two years ago, you 
were like, I, I don't, I no, that's not going to be where I'm going to be. Yeah, like, right. It, it's impossible. Yeah. Or yeah. the opposite too mm-hmm. of how like, you know, the very super young you is thinking, oh, when I'm this age, I'm going to be at this place well, in my yeah. life or I'm going to yeah. have this yeah. or blah, blah, blah. Because that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. Like my, my brain goes to that grandiose place yeah. <laughs> of like, I'm going to be doing this and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, that's not where you are at all because that's not. That's not realistic. Well, it's also the difference, which is what I've, what I realized. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about another thing, realization was that you say, I want to do this, right? Right. I want to be on this TV show or I want to, like, win this, this award. <laughs> I want to be famous. You know, those kind of things. But then you go back and you're like, but what have you really done? To like, make what that steps happen. are you true. doing to get the, into yeah. this? Exactly. And that's, that's what I discovered true. from the run that it was just like, well, I never would have got into California if I didn't run all those steps you right. know, to get yeah. there. And what what took to be able to do that, I was like, I had to gather a team. I had to train for it. I had to design a route, go and you know do it. And then I had to like talk myself every day to mm-hmm. go through it. I also had to like look at my diet to make sure that I was getting sleep and you look at all the little things that it, it was a process. It was still a choices mm-hmm. in every minute of your yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, right? That say, for example, you know, you're like, oh, I want to be a doctor, right? If yeah. you if you don't go to medical school, yeah. you're never yeah. going to be a doctor. So you can still say that and then you can be angry at the world. But then it's yeah. like people will be like, well, why didn't you ever become a doctor? Well, I never like took the, the, you know, the, the medical test or whatever. I'm forgetting what it's called. The MCAT. The MCAT. <laughs> yeah, the MCAT yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know? And then they'll be like, well, why didn't you take it? Well, because it was like 150 bucks to like sign up for. It. And you're like, well, why didn't you ever get the 150 bucks? Well, because I had to cover all these other things. And you're like, well, see, that's the that's, yeah. that's where you're at. Yeah. Right. You know? And, and, and I see that now a lot. You're in so my, right, though. You know, and yeah. I see that in my production world, which, and even like as an actor that, you know, it's just like, fine so people aren't casting you or you're going to like all these like auditions over and over again and it's not because you're not talented but it's just you're not the right fit for it Mm -hmm. or for whatever reason your energy isn't bonding with that other yeah with the person who's making those decisions it doesn't mean that you're not talented but does that limit you to what you can actually be doing no no let's go ahead and try to find the way to create that avenue if that's really what you want to do then you're gonna go and do it and if you're not then that's a sign. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. No, it is. That's a sign of like where... Um, Leslie knows I'm a huge fan of Elizabeth Gilbert. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I've never heard that name before. Yeah. I actually don't know who she is. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, okay, yes. And no, she no, just no. wrote this book called Big Magic, and okay. it's about creativity. Mm-hmm. And she has this... She There's so many gems in that book. I love that book so much. But one of the things she says is you have to be able to eat the... the shit sandwich so you can't just like want to be an actor and want to be famous you also have to be able to be like i have to wake up early and audition and i have to network and i have to do all these things that are really shitty yeah and i have to be okay with that Mm -hmm. you know and she says a lot of artists you know they don't fail at their art but they choose a different path because they're not able to eat yeah. The shit sandwich that comes along <laughs> with. I like that. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. if you're not able to, if you're a writer and you're not going to sit down and write every day yeah. and you're not going to be okay with like writing crappy stuff at first, yeah. you know, then you're probably going to Well, that's like with producing, right? Like, you know, with pro- producers, like a lot of people will be like, well, I'll produce when I have all the money to be able to get, like have all the budget, everything that I need. And you're like, that 
having all the money doesn't mean that you're going to produce amazing stuff. Like yeah. If you want to be a producer, yeah. start producing at any level. Yeah. Start right. creating yeah. whatever you have. Like, fine, you have a camera. Get someone to shoot it. Get someone to do something. And it'll be what it'll be. But you're going to learn something, something about that. Exactly. Right. And that's what exactly. I find myself like as I keep producing more and more. And I was just talking to someone that, you know, I started my production company back in 2012. What's the name of your production company? It's 4 and one Siblings Productions, which is what produced... Um, Run, Carlos, run. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's a very personal one. I'm actually starting a new production company, which I'm not allowed to disclose the name. Mm-hmm. Quite That's all right. Yet. Well, That's we can okay. all look yet. forward to that. Uh, but it'll still, like, my production company will still be alive. But what I realized was that for mine, was it was very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so four in one stance, it's like I have, including myself, there's four boys in my family, and then we have one sister. Okay. So you put it together, if you add it, it's five siblings. Right. So it's about, like, my little brothers, because, and my, we're... You know, I love my family, everything, but it's like the unit that like my siblings and I are are like one that just doesn't separate everything. Like we all, everything that we say, we're like, oh, we're doing this for you guys. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And even even like the younger ones, you know, mm-hmm. the ones who are 14 and 16, they're like, yo, I'm trying to be the best soccer player that I possibly can so that I can help you guys too. And you're like, you're 16. Why are you like, why are those thoughts going I in there? I can imagine but, how motivated all yeah. your siblings are because so. of how motivated <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, it, it, it comes through like, you know, it, like for me, it's like what I, what I've realized that it's just, People let adversity get on the way, and it's easy. It's to an let excuse. It, yeah, it is an it excuse. Is. It's an excuse for you to become the victim. It's a bump. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. And it's your it's your job to not be yeah. the victim. It's your job to get out of that. You choose how long you want to be in that position. Like things happen, mm-hmm. and you have to go with it. And yes, like I'm saying, like you should have your moments of like where you feel like everything is shitting on you. And that's okay. It's you a valid feeling moment. when you have m- mules stuck yes. on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you have that. It's, it's, and coyotes. You, you can. Yeah. I mean, you're allowed to, you're allowed to have shitty days. Yeah. Right? You know, but it's yeah. also your job to like, you decide, you're like, okay, cool. Three shitty days were more than enough. Like now it's my time to like pick myself up and go and do mm-hmm. things like that. So, you know, to bring it back. So, you know, I started that production company. We did a short film called Botas al Amanecer, which in English translation is Cans at Dawn. And it was, we had great hits. You know, we had great success with it. It went to the festival circuit. It won awards. It was great. And then I didn't get to produce anything for about, oh gosh, like really until I run Carlos Run came around the corner because I was like, I don't have the money, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like we hit some like, you know, financial like, issues that you encounter with post-production and the process of it all going and i remember like it was always like about like the money 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 thing and then when run carlos run came we were like all right cool you know we had we had it fully funded which was a great thing because we're like we can go through production we can go through post-production we you know we encountered a couple extra expenses but nothing that was out of the range and then just since i got back you know from there i've been able to produce about over 10 different pieces. Oh, wow. That's wow, that's crazy. So, you know, and that includes like short films, that mm-hmm. includes promo videos, mm-hmm. commercials, like developing new concept ideas with other people that are interested in going in and working with me. And so to me, I was just like, it can't ever be about the money. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can let that be like the excuse mm-hmm. or whatnot. And for me, that was one of the biggest things when, you know, when I did start out going on this run, 
it was also a way for me to escape from everything that I was encountering because I was at this point, like you're saying, like my younger self was like, at this point, you were supposed to have been here uh-huh. and here and here and here. And you're like looking at everything and you're like, but I'm here. Like right. what and there's, the yeah. heck went wrong? So, it, you know, it goes back like there was a lot of doubt. There was just a lot of like what? Self-mutilation mm-hmm. almost too. You're being like, like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I was just like, I just want, you know, I mean, I was letting bills like the expense of like student loans everything mm-hmm. like that get to me and it, and I was just like you know what like all I've been doing has been for four or five years like really focusing on like surviving yeah and leaving Ugh. everything else like yeah I mean I'm still going out on auditions still like participate you know acting in shows getting booked and things here and there but my concentration without mm-hmm. knowing it yeah. was on survival surviving. and so Ugh. you see that when your energy is directed there that's you what's can't happening. thrive. Yeah, you're surviving then. That's, That's what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then everything else is like, you know, whatnot. So I remember when I came back, as hard as it was, I was like, you can't do that. Like, you know, you went out on this journey to go and say, like, I'm going to try to reach my true potential. So for you to come back and being like going back to what you were doing before, it's then what was all that for? Exactly. So for me, that's one of the been one of the biggest challenges. But I've been discovering that, yes, I mean, you your your destiny, the way that you want your life to go, is in your hands. Yeah, and you dictate it, mm-hmm. and you make these choices, and, and it'll be and tough. And they're the like, small choices. Yeah, they're not the it big is. choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. the small cho- the everyday, yeah. the getting it, up at five thirty to go work yeah. out. The like, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> and life <laughs> those choices that to be on add it, up. Life always wants to kind of push you away from it because it's a way of testing you. Like, how much do you want, want it? it? You yeah. know, is this yeah. really like what you? Want. And I mean, so that's true. also some of the beauty that's some of the beauty of it, because also making those choices, you know, you may be like, oh, I want to be an artist. Right. I want to be a painter or whatever. But then you realize, like, I don't want to paint every single day. So you don't want to eat the shit yeah. sandwich. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So then it goes and then you end up turning to become that amazing, like, you know, doctor that's like now working in like Africa or whatnot. Yeah. Right. Because you took that route from knowing that or you didn't want that or, or a teacher. Like, like I really feel like sometimes people don't I my sister said this to me. She's seventeen and she's like, Oh, I don't want to be a teacher. Everyone's a teacher. Yeah. Because our family has a lot of teachers in it. And yeah. I was like, Therese, but you would be a fabulous teacher. Yeah. And how many teachers do you remember and how much have they affect Yep. Who you are and shaped you as a human. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. They need more teachers. It, like I think that sometimes our culture and society, you know, it's about being the top doctor, or being the Oscar winner, or being, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's like, no, like it's how you affect people in your everyday it life. Says is a, is a yeah. successful life. Yes. You know? Well, I mean, I think, yeah, it's like how you're saying we live in a place where it's very results oriented. Yeah. It's like, what did you accomplish? Mm-hmm. What and do it's you also do? about what money. You, oh, you know, so which is the worst thing money. that. Yeah. And for me, that's along the journey, like going in and meeting a lot of these people. I mean, you met some of these people who lived in towns that. If people saw that that's how other people in America live, they would be shocked. Yeah. But you yeah. talk to them and they're like, I'm happiest. the happiest person that's, that could yes. be. You know, I, I remember oh, there was this one person who, you know, who we asked, I was like, how, how do you guys live here? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. there's nothing to do. Like your closest neighbors, like four miles away. And, and they're like, how do you live in New York? Yeah. <laughs> with everyone yeah. so close to you. With everyone so close and so much noise and the expensive yeah. things of it he's like i have my house here 
He's like, I don't worry about money. I come in and I can do whatever I want in your life. That is great. Yeah. Yeah, you're you know? like, I see the happiness in that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was one thing I did notice too. All the people did really love their lives. Yeah. There was like, there, they, they had like a light about them yeah. too. Like Rhea, who is the cow farmer. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's. Yes. yes. Like, it's like we were, you know, asked, they're like, I've never met someone who loves cows so much. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, she, they have names. She knows every oh, single one. Oh but God. she tells you her whole history of how it came that, about. That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, love I mean, it. Dustin, who is, you know, the, from the, from, he's, you know, he's one of the Indians that we interviewed or whatnot. I mean, with him, I remember you see the shots of me running with him. And one of the biggest things that we talked about was how, we bonded right away and it was you know this thing that we were talking about like mm-hmm. you go relationships and when people go through similar programs that you went to like whether you went to the same university or the same high school you're from the same town there's just things that you connect that right. you're like only you understand if i mention right. like you know mission street you know like what i'm right. talking about you know mm-hmm. if i say baker drive you're like oh i know exactly yeah i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> that that that's from my hometown but with him like i was talking about you know talking to him and you know, he was talking about his difficulties of having this double, this having to deal with these double identities because of his Indian, you know, and then also of his American mm-hmm. connections. And he's mm-hmm. like, you always have to choose. And I was like, welcome to my world. You know, where I was like being a Mexican immigrant. I'm like, I, it's like always like, well, you're not Mexican enough or you're not American enough. And then you're trying to the balance and you're like, well, why can't I just be me? Right. Like, exactly. you know, it's like, why can't I enjoy like a hamburger on Tuesday and then have enchiladas for dinner that yeah. night and still be like, like the, the same thing? It is America like, yeah. is supposed to be, right? We're supposed yeah. to be this melting pot and we're supposed to, you know, that's uh, hopefully that is what we keep continuing to go to that right. we celebrate differences instead of this labeling and segregating, which actually was so funny because I came up last the last, last with Jonathan too yeah. is like labeling and and how we mm. have this need to put people in these categories yeah. and mm-hmm. it's you understand why people do it is because it's it's their their thirst for I think knowledge um, and understanding but in the same time it's so well I also think it's in a way it's a survival mechanism Mm-hmm. It's to like differentiate you from mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and in a way, sometimes to. And I'm forgetting exactly like the phrasing, but somebody was saying that you know it's like the reason we compare is so that we can feel better, better about, about ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. and in a way too, that comparison sometimes like comes in the negative because it's like you know, especially like as artists, like eh, is you know, it's like your friends like, hey, I just booked this thing, and you're like. Why did he book that? Thing? Yeah. yeah. You know, and you yeah. go and it's like, yeah. it, you know, I'm really working at doing like that thing where it's like really embrace every single individual success and realize that you're not in competition with no, that. Exactly. You're not. You're not. And it's hard because we're, we're taught to be in this competitive world where everything is supposed to be about like, are you better than me? Am I better than you? Like, right. what did you accomplish? But it's like when we start like forgetting about that, and that's like where I'm working on that a lot too, mm-hmm. because it's such a downer, especially as an artist, where if you're constantly comparing yourself to it, and you, you being like, you can't, such you, a complete you'll different die. Route. Yeah, you, you yeah. Will, your soul will just die if you yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. I I don't even remember who told me this, but um, when seeing like other people in your life, like their accomplishments, is a mirror. Yeah, and like yes, that's what I, I was just about to I say. I love that idea because. 
then you it, it help i mean i it helps you celebrate because because it it's like we are all connected we are, you know mm -hmm. this is these are all victories it's not like it's not if you have a victory i lose yeah. you know right. i like there aren't lose you know there aren't losers let's like find those victories We're, yeah and, and being able to celebrate when someone else does something too it also helps me every time i have a friend that yeah. gets something or book something i'm always like you know what awesome job mm -hmm. yeah. we're friends to get we're friends with each other and your successes are just going to help fuel me toward mm -hmm. mine or knowing that you're able to make we started in the same place and yeah. the fact that you're there means that i can be there yeah. mm -hmm. and it might be a little longer or it might happen at a different time yeah. yes and but i think it's like how you're saying like it's like you surround yourself with the people that you want to emanate you mm -hmm. know the right people that mm -hmm. you want to be like yes and it it's only if your friends are successful, it's bound to happen. Yeah, right. Like it really, yeah. really is because yeah. that's the people that you're because that's the growth that you want because they challenge you. You also right. look at them, but it's like how you're saying too. You also have to take it in the positive. Mm -hmm. um, because I tell a lot of people too, especially with me, you know, with my family, like it was very, very hard because you know Latino families are so well knit that it's like for you to decide to leave the nest oh, is yeah. like almost for them it's like a betrayal, you know? Yeah. You're just like, they're like, you're oh, leaving I'm us, sure. you know? And you're like, but no, I'm not. Like, I'm going to like be a better version you're of like, myself. like, I'm extending us. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And so for me, it was like really, really tough. And like, it's a challenge that I still have with my family because at times I do feel when I go back, they're like, you're so different, different. from us. My and you're like, family does the same thing. Yeah. My family yeah. does the same thing mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And you're like, but I'm not. Because I was like, the reality is that and it goes back to show like how great at least I've come to realize regardless when I was in high school or like, you know, <laughs> even like college or whatnot that how great my parents were because mm -hmm. those values, those mm -hmm. things that they really instilled in me, like the morals still live with me, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, I'm that person because of you guys, yeah, because right. of what you guys did. Yeah. So it's like for you to guys say, I was like, but I've actually become a better version of that because I've left and I've also gone in and developed my own values and seen like what I agree, what I don't agree with and just learn more about what's out there. Mm -hmm. And I think like as an individual, you have to do that. You, you have do. To go you have to question things mm -hmm. and you have to look at them from a different perspective. That's yeah. one of the things I always love about acting is yeah. being able to take something and look at it mm -hmm. from that other perspective everywhere yeah. around. I find the older I get, the more the more I don't know how I feel about certain things. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I can understand why this person has. I have very few yeah. things that are like black and white. I live yeah. in this giant gray area. Mm, of, I, I believe the world is gray. It is gray. It is gray. gray. It yeah. should be gray. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we Many try to make it black and it. white with our, yeah. with our categories. But uh, it's, yeah. I the, Well, and that's why it's really important all the work that we do because people realize it's gray through storytelling mm -hmm. and through mm -hmm. films and through plays with so and many through different, art. And yeah. Films and TV shows nowadays showing oh the characters gosh. that are like quintessentially, quintessentially like the bad character that you see this whole other perspective of why are they who mm -hmm. they are? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, well, they're not really bad. They're just kind of surviving uh, like or products of particular circumstances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's it. There are a lot more different types of of tv shows and films that explore that now mm -hmm. which i think is so well, great actually that's what i've been noticing like a trend of that where mm -hmm. before it was always like the characters have to be likable 
Like, oh, you know, yeah. you want to oh, yeah. you want to like jump on there. Networks that they mm-hmm. want likable stuff. But I agree. But like they're... I think like I've been watching um, Billions. I haven't, I haven't watched so it like yet. That. You have a couple really, friends. I have a, I like everyone I know is on that <laughs> show. <laughs> Again, yeah. Mirror, Mirror. Yeah. I'm mirror. like, all right, yeah. all my friends are on Billions. Yeah. Maybe I'll be on Billions. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, next, it's me. <laughs> but but you have to. You watch that, and Netflix is very uh, Netflix. Uh, House of Cards is very similar. That mm-hmm. I remember I when House I watched. Like I love. You know, it's it's a smart show. But I remember. Uh-huh. It was like up until episode two that I was like, I don't get why I'm watching this show. In terms, <laughs> I was like, there is not one good character. character. Like I was like, they are all so greedy. They're all after their own objective, right. the things that they want to accomplish in life. But you see that that's how people interpret you when you're a driven individual who wants to accomplish specific oh goals. Oh my gosh! You yeah. have to be like that. You know, mm-hmm. you it, it's yeah. almost like you think about yeah. yourself. And Billions is very similar to, to that, that, like where it goes to that. And you're just like, and I love that there is this this element that you're showing of other people. And you also see like the other world that they live. And you get to see like what the values that that they care, mm-hmm. what they want, mm-hmm. what's important to them. What's in the top mm-hmm. of their moral compass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it goes back to that yeah. too. So. What's your priority yeah. for things? Oh. I need to watch that show, but um, I love House of Cards <laughs> yeah. too. Oh, I, I'm going to be real. I started, I think I've watched like the majority of the first episode and I just couldn't keep going. With House of Cards? <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. so upset. <laughs> I did that with Game of Thrones. Don't hate I me. I watched the first Can't two episodes of Game of Thrones yeah. and I'm like, why is everyone watching Oh that? my gosh, keep watching. I know, that's what <laughs> everyone says. Yeah. But it's on my list. Okay. Oh, all cool. right. Well, we've well, been talking about recording up. anyway. Yeah, we've been uh, talking. I think we've had more than enough, right? Yeah, <laughs> All right. exactly. They're like, so, wrap it up so, now. So how can people reach you, Carlos? What so, are your fancy online <laughs> Your handles, your handles, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the website to Run Carlos Run is runcarlosrun.org. Uh, okay. On Instagram, you can follow me under runcarlosrun. And uh, we just kicked off a tour of the Run Carlos Run series two weeks ago in New Hampshire. Uh, Southern New Hampshire University was one of the big, big sponsors of the entire project. So it was very, very awesome and exciting to be able to kick off the tour with them. Cool. Um, I'll be going to Iowa on Monday and presenting oh. at Drake University. Then we'll be going to DC. And slowly, like, tours are popping up like that. So people, like, all my information to contact me is available on the website. Okay. Uh, but yeah, things like that. And yeah, we'll see, like, okay. where it goes. Um, you know, we have a. I have a couple films that are under my belt right now. Awesome. Is there um, anything anyone can check out, or is it all still in? It's the... all in post production right now. Okay. Mainly short films that I co-directed and produced, and we're looking to hit the festival circuit. I am in a pilot that we're looking to see if it's <gasps> going to get picked up, Ooh. which I shot back in December. It's called Hotel Arizona. Fingers. What is it? Hotel Arizona. Okay. So it's keeping my fingers uh, crossed. Crossing my fingers. <laughs> But it was, but it, but it, but yeah, it's it's good, it's, it's good, great. and then um, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like I would say, just keep looking up. I'm looking to obviously do a website because it's pretty necessary nowadays. Yeah, so that way you people have a lot going on. <laughs> so that people can oh, track yeah. that, and then they can hopefully be able to keep seeing like what I'm doing, both with like my acting career and my writing, 
and my producing and my running, of course. Yeah, um, can't so we'll just see. make he ran. Like he that. ran before he came here, just so yeah. everyone knows. Yeah, <laughs> just so everyone knows. <laughs> so everyone can like feel lazy. Yeah, yeah. No, feel um, lazy. Have to kind of do it. It's how I get my my day going from time to time. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, the big goal is like I'm hoping that I'll finally be able to produce that film about the runner. Yes. Um, who in this fall, that's my goal, to hopefully try to get it by 2016. Well, yeah, do you have a deal like, for that um, film? Yeah. Do, you, do you have a title for the film? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, well, it used to be formally called Last Day. Okay. And then oh, it's gone through a lot of rewrites, so now it's tentatively being called The Runner. The Runner. Um, and Which is very applicable to what it is. It's not a runner. <laughs> but it's also, it's got some dark, dark sights to it about what the other type of runner that exists. Yeah. Um, cool. So, awesome. You know, Exciting. This thing. So it's, Exciting. yeah, so we're very, very, very excited about where it can go. I mean, we think we can definitely pull it off. And then that way, hopefully by 2017, we're showcasing it at the festivals and people can now Great. get a bigger thing about that. Well, yeah. we are so happy to have you, as you can <laughs> tell. Nice. Yes, kind of talk <laughs> so forever excited. on yeah. it. We're just like, oh, yeah. this is this. our longest episode yeah. ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, drinks are also involved, so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily help with I'm, I'm only drinking green tea, guys. I'm yeah, only, only tea. that's all he ever drinks. He didn't drink at all. Elise and I, I are luscious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, thank Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. You're welcome. And thank you guys yeah we'll thanks for listening you. hopefully again yeah <laughs> thank that's you. awesome yeah yeah i can't believe, I we we for that. I can't believe I we did i know i, I was just like not before.